0: Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Kenny Clark. Kenny, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Hey, everyone. My name is Kenny Clark, 27 years old. I live over in BC, Canada. Um, I started kind of getting interested in real estate investing maybe five years ago. Um, didn't really know what to do. And then a couple of years ago, I actually put the time into start actually, you know, just putting some time into YouTube. I had a lot of spare time at work where I was just playing on my phone. I'm like, you know what? Like I put so much time into these games and just watching like fail videos. Like what if I put some of them into, you know, watching real estate or something? Yeah. And uh, it was actually an ad I watched that kind of taught me the burr method. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can. I can use equity for my house to actually buy something else. And that just like flipped the trigger in my, in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I'm super excited about everything. We're real estate related and
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's hear your story. So like you're living in uh, BC. How do you, how do you go into the U S real estate? Were you buying Canadian real estate before us? Let's let's kind of hear the where, how this all played out.
1: Yeah, so um, I've got two properties local. I bought one and house hacked it about five years ago. Um, yeah. I just knew that I didn't want to pay bills, and I rented a basement suite and a uh, spare bedroom. Uh, well, last year, I purchased a course that teaches me how to kind of market down in the States. Um, teaches me basically just the source deals, and what we do is... I'll send it, send out um, just a blank message to a bunch of ads. And when I get the replies back, I don't look at the, I don't look at anything until um, I've negotiated it and I ask for certain information. um, And then I categorize it within my email, depending on what the numbers are. So if it's like a 15% cap, which is what I'm actually looking for down there, um, I categorize it as number one and I pay attention to the deal. Um, If it's like uh, 10% or lower, then I have certain replies. And um, so, yeah, the the course I took, it's teaching us how to utilize asset-based lenders. And if you can actually get um, a property, uh, so when it comes to multifamily, I'm sure you know, maybe not everyone knows, they, they look at the value of the property. So like what the income is. But when you're looking at single family homes, you're looking at comparables. So if you have an apartment building with no one in it, um it's not going to be worth very much i'm just pulling up a calculator here um but as soon as you you put tenants in it the the value goes way up so like right now the apartment buildings in my city they're running at like a four and a half cap which i think is ridiculous um
0: yeah i don't don't know who's buying these things but
1: (laughs) yeah and like vancouver which is about eight hours south of me it's like they're playing equity like they're they've been in such a huge bubble for so long that like single family houses like a two-bedroom house that's derelict is running for like millions of dollars and it and it's being sold right away and it's it's ridiculous down there yeah um yeah so um with an asset based lender i'm just here pulling up a calculator Sorry, I should have done no, that. No,
0: no, no. While you're doing that, I'll mention like, but buying at four caps and stuff does, can make sense too, right? Now that I think about it. Like, cause you, a lot yeah. of times you can buy those properties and you can do some value add and some really small changes to the rent, some minimalizing some, you know, moving down some expenses. And then based on whatever the cap rate for that city is, you can take a property that, and literally add a third of the value to it just with some small tweaks, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And like, Basically, with any property, if you buy it, like they say, you make the money in the buy. So as long as you buy it right, you can make money, and that's that's what I love about creative, um, and creative financing too, is that if you find a deal, say, even someone that's had a reverse mortgage on it, um, and there's no equity on it, you can still make money by doing say, um, well, maybe not with a reverse mortgage, but subject to, right? You can yeah. get through some of that big interest and you're actually paying the principal off when you take over. Um, so like, let's say you have a property that nets 50,000 a year. If you can find that property for like under $333,000, there's lenders out there that will finance the entire purchase price. And now if you don't know what you're doing there, obviously you're not going to, get much help but so i've been doing all the marketing for that and
0: so can you um, get this financing as a canadian in the u.s
1: yeah yeah you totally can okay um um you just need to know what you're doing right like so if you find a property that's you know you can say a 10 cap um but you negotiate it down and you can get that good price well there's so much of an equity spread there versus the cash flow that any lender is like well even if if, um, it falls through and we have to hold it while it sells for a month, they're gonna make even more money, which they don't wanna do. They're not not in the the buying property business, but that's why we have to do our due diligence. We have to make sure that there's proper management. And if there is proper management, there has to be a backup and there has to be a backup for that so that, you know, we don't get screwed.
0: Right, okay. And so like,
1: I'm I'm pretty new to it. I'm still learning. But throughout this, like I've learned how to wholesale wholesale deals, but I have one under contract right now that I'm trying to assign and that's in Arkansas. And like I've never even been near the States. Right. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, for It's interesting what you're saying with the buying with with no money down because typically, I, maybe I have, to, I have to share some lenders back and forth, but the lenders that I've been using they usually have like a seasoning period before they'll do the the cash out of the property, right? So some of them are three months, some are six months, some are a year. And usually I like would buy the property and try to do as much value add, do some, you know, limited expenses, you know, do, you know, some sort of renovation yeah. and then do the refi at the, the six month mark is my my go-to. But it's very interesting to be able to do that at, day one which is pretty awesome
1: (laughs) yeah and the thing with these these asset-based lenders is they aren't a lenders so they they're basically hard money lenders um they're trust funds and they have a specific criteria that they can lend at and if you meet that criteria they'll give you the money all day long and um like obviously i've got two properties up here um for them that's absolutely zero experience right um but yeah so we can pay up to double digit interest rates even, and we're still cash flowing. And if we have someone say, say if we only got a 13% cap and we need that 2% covered by someone, there's still so much equity that we can pay everybody out. And if it takes us, you know, um, 12 months, 24 months to get that, that trailing 12 of rents all um, level yeah. Yeah. Yeah, stabilized. Um, then that's totally fine because we're, we're still making money. Uh, the people that are lending us the money, they're happy. And if we have any partnerships, they're getting paid out too. And if right. we were able to do some creative financing on the owner's side, then they're getting paid out as well. And then once we, we stabilize all the rents, maybe we, we do some value adds where we can. Because um, like if you... If you raise the rents by even $50 and say 20 unit building that can raise the value when you go to refinance quite a bit. Yep. And so after, you know, we try to aim for 12 months, um, we go to, say, I guess it'd be bank of America down there. We say, Hey, we've got this property it's making this much cash flow, And then they'll re- they'll take it on because it's already been stabilized in our name for at least a year. And then we pay off the lender, we pay everybody off and then we've refinanced as much as we can out of the deal at the same time and we get ourselves to the payday and we still cash flow.
0: <laughs>
1: and then at that point it's passive.
0: Yep. Yeah, Because you've done all the work right off the start. For so, those loans, do you know what the criteria is in order to get into those, the first ones?
1: Um, not totally. Um, it, it, it can't be a D-class property. They say, you know, um, Basically, your daughter has to be able to go pick up the rent at one in the morning. Um, it has to be turnkey, so it can't need a lot of work, unless I guess we're putting the work into it ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Um, but like, you can just go onto Google and search asset-based lenders USA, and there's a lot of.
0: Oh, there's a yeah.
1: And they all have their different criteria. Um, these guys, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, um, I just put a deal through, and they're they're walking me through, and I missed a couple steps and um it's all part of it yeah yeah as long as you like and and um like they got a good name so they've got their lenders that'll that'll do it for us too
0: <laughs> off the start you said something about ads and lo- you know replying to ads are you like looking through like uh craigslist or facebook classifieds or like is that the kind of ads you're looking at
1: yep yeah so what i do is i go to craigslist and i just have something that says hey um uh, I notice you're selling your property. Um, I ask a couple of questions. I asked for who pays utilities. I pay I ask uh, what the gross rents are. Um, you don't want to flood them with too many questions because if you just come in, hey, what's this, 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 they're gonna be like, okay, well, this guy's weird and I just <laughs> not answer that. So I ask those two main questions, which will help me roughly find out the net, and then I'll ask if there's any play in the actual in the numbers. And then that gives me an idea of where they're at. If they're like, oh no, there's no wiggle room. And I look and it's like a 6% cap. Then I just have a reply that says, um, hey, um, not actually, I haven't replied to one of those in a while. I'll see what it says right here. If you don't have Evernote, I recommend it. <laughs> it just says, hey, thanks for sending that over, but the returns don't get me excited. I uh, can keep the conversation going, but I don't want to insult you with a low offer. And so if they reply back, like, oh, well, you know, maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room. Then I can start trying to, to get to the impasse, which is, um, yeah. you know.
0: And that's you, you said a key thing there that a lot of people forget is giving feedback is big right because you don't know what it's going to lead to and it could be like especially if you're talking depending where you're buying these from it sounds like these are completely off market but sometimes when you're buying like i've been starting to look at some larger multi families the the 30 unit ones and a lot of times it's you're you're dealing with brokers right and just by replying to them they they know that you're actually looking at the deal and have evaluated it you're not just a complete tire kicker um yeah yeah So I I would always say to give feedback whenever you have done the work of looking through this property and doing your analysis and stuff, because you never know. Some people might not even realize, you know, that they're at a four cap or a six cap. They may not know what they're really doing. Like some of these are real mom pops that don't know. they, They don't know what they don't know.
1: Yeah. And you know what, even if, even if, you know, the number is too high, if we can come to creative terms, the number can kind of become irrelevant right? Like you can give them, you know, 800,000 for a $600,000 property. If you know, it's a no money down, no interest play or something, who knows, right? Maybe that's a a better idea to buy that one, but
0: (laughs) no, but you're completely right. You can buy, you know, if like they always say, you're either negotiating on the price or the terms. And when you're doing it on the terms, if they're willing to do some seller financing or subject to, or some sort of carryback, you can make it so that it like cash flows really well and it works well for you right yeah um uh the only thing you got to make sure is if something doesn't go to plan and you need to sell it that you're not stuck with this thing right but uh but yeah no like there's so many different layers of stuff you can negotiate on you could you basically lease it from them you do a lease option and do you know with a a price to buy it later you know what's the risk to them they don't have to pay the the um capital gains and get you know a lot of stuff that you can make it working for both of your favors and you have a contract so that you can actually renovate and do what you want. It's
1: yeah. And like, I I tried to, I tried to negotiate only the price and like, really, I don't, I don't even look at the ad. I don't look at the pictures. Um, excuse me. I don't look at anything until we've came to a price. So I'll negotiate price all the way down until I get impasse. So if if that means that, you know, I come in at 70% of what they asked, and they say, yes, well, I, I feel that I've just offered them too high because they just accepted it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll fall back for a month. I won't respond. And then I'll go back to them. Hey, is this still for sale? And maybe we can you know, come a bit lower. And then I try and find what their absolute lowest is, which in turn tells me why they're actually selling, which is huge. Once you find out the why, then, then you, can, you can get them what they want. And then once we come to an impasse, I find out what their number is at that point, I can be like, okay, well, how about if, if, what, if I did come up to your number now, could we try doing it this way? And if they don't quite understand, cause if you like, like you said, the mom and pops, if you start bringing up subject two and, and all these weird financing terms there, like I've I, when I first started doing this, they're, they just basically call you an idiot and walk away.
0: Yeah. They're look they're looking for just a cash sale.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, so I use Craigslist to do that. And then locally here I have um, a couple ads that I've put on Craigslist and Kijiji. And it just says, Hey, I'm an experienced multifamily investor looking for buy and hold properties um, and a couple other things. And I've had a few people message me and in town here with, you know like there's a fourplex and then there was like two fourplexes on one property
0: even still because you you can once you have that in place like like i love to buy creative like stuff that's already like if a wholesaler's actually negotiated seller financing is so rare they never do that they always uh negotiate the price to try and get you this price thing and but Whenever they have something with seller financing, it's way more appealing for me, especially yeah. as a Canadian. Like it's one less thing to figure out, right? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a very appealing thing, and it's one of those things that a wholesaler, especially, just they typically just pass it over. They do the same thing over and over again, negotiate this price, but you know sometimes they didn't actually need to negotiate it as far. Sometimes the seller is open to just getting paid payments every month because they like cash flow, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And like the the ones who just want to retire, those are, you know, the perfect kind of deals for that because they don't want to deal with it anymore. They don't even want to deal with a management company. Go, okay, well take over the complete asset and you get your mailbox money every month. Yep. What you you were saying too is how some people don't always um, negotiate that. Well, i like to have different exit strategies because we don't really do our due diligence till like you see like I, I send out try and do like at least 30 um replies every few nights yeah. and then i go toward all that and you know it's 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 boring it is um
0: <laughs>
1: but um i kind of lost my train of thought there
0: No, oh, no, but you say you're doing uh 30 replies a <laughs> night doing one. a lot of work and
1: yeah the exit strategies. so like when we get it under contract we've Found the bottom price that we want that we think is fair, and then we have a due diligence period where we'll check the financials, we'll cross reference their their bank statements with tax records if we can. You know, sometimes we get pushed back, yeah. um, and we go through everything. We try and get inspectors. A good a good way for virtual inspections is to um, try and get the city to see if it's like Section 8 or HUD uh, compatible because they'll get their guys going there and be like, Well, yeah, this, 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 this has to be changed before you know we can certify it for us, yep. and you kind of get a little idea of where you're at there. It's they're not going to be looking in the attic or at the walls, but you know.
0: Yeah. No, but the, those I've done those inspections. They are very thorough, and they they're yeah. going to check everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. like of that the tenant would be involved with.
1: Yeah. 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 So if you can negotiate these different kind of these terms. If you're under due diligence and you find out that there's something that you don't like, well, there's an extra strategy. You can go to a whole or you can wholesale this deal because you've already got it at such a discount um, or at creative terms um, that you can actually wholesale it and it's worth to an end buyer. And they'd be like, well, you know, we didn't complete our due diligence. This is where we got, this is why we left. And then as long as you're completely transparent with people, like you can find what you think is the worst property and there's an investor that sees you know the, the diamond in the rough so as long as you get, you know you, it, it's an exit strategy and it's also oh, yeah. your exit strategy to buy you
0: know? yeah and if you can get more different exit strategies and be more creative on your purchasing especially if you're wholesaling that is but like there's a lot of deals that they throw away because they're like there's the the buyer isn't flexible enough but you're like hey mm-hmm. maybe if they're not flexible maybe we can work it out a different way right there's there's so many different ways to do this right yeah because yeah. they like the throwaway rate is huge right there's so many things that don't hit the criteria but you could
1: yeah and like i've um, like uh like what I, like subject to what a lot of people don't understand like well, why would you want to take over someone's mortgage well if you look at a typical mortgage it's in uh you know you got the three trimesters you got heavy interest and then you got a little bit of both, and then you're paying off your principal. And if you can step in in that middle trimester, anywhere else, it's not heavy loaded with interest, well, you're paying down most most principal, right? Yes. And um, and then that's just one one way to make money off the deal. And then yep. you got your cash flow, you got your equity, you got everything, right? But if yeah. you can step into someone's mortgage, and you know they want three hundred thousand, but they owe two hundred thousand well, I just took 200,000 off of your purchase price. And now your your rate of return is 60% or something. I'm bad with numbers.
0: So I'm no, 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 it's true. And a lot of people don't factor that in. They don't think about that. They think of a mortgage just as an expense, but they forget that there's a principal pay down element to it. And yeah, yeah. by jumping in the middle of the amortization schedule, it's yeah, way higher principal loaded instead of interest loaded. And it does yeah. change things because a lot of times we aren't, I'm typically it's a mistake I make myself. I'm not running numbers with uh, the principal pay down in it. It's, I don't, I don't factor that in. That's, that's the gravy, right? Um.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's like Google is unreal. Um, you just go and type, I just type amort calc and it comes up with an amortization calculator and it's the first one. And I type in a few numbers and it, it does the other weird percentages I don't care for, but then it brings you up the whole chart and it shows like what your whole your old pay down is but then you can use that as kind of you know you've got your net and then you add that to it and you can find your net after debt service yeah so it kind of helps with underwriting too.
0: yeah no that, those are some that's some great tips
1: yeah and like i um i love looking around I like i don't like drive for dollars i'm not i think it's a little bit different up in canada than it is in the states because we have like i don't know up here we got seventy thousand people for like my city. And then the next biggest city over is like eight hours away. So we don't have these big metropolitan areas that I could just drive around for hours.
0: Oh, so you're like, you're doing the wholesaling in Canada and the U S then. Well,
1: I'm, I'm also looking for deals here. I don't, we can't really wholesale here, but we can double close. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, I've never really thought about wholesaling here too much because of that, but I did recently started a property management group um yeah. i'm uh i don't know what my official term is really assistant to the property yeah. manager um eventually once i once i prove myself that i'm i'm not lazy um i'll be <laughs> going through schooling to get my license um and at that point um some of these deals that you know like i'm just getting through craigslist Oh my God, here through <laughs> craigslist and uh kijiji local to me yeah. um i can bring to my boss's investors and be like, Hey, you know, I've kind of already negotiated this, this is all this. Um, And then, you know, I can kind of get like a a consultation fee from that. It's not really wholesaling, but um, bird dogging, I guess would be.
0: Yeah. Bird dogging. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's a valuable thing too.
1: So I've got these deals I'm trying to negotiate for, you know, no money down scenarios, which probably won't happen for a while but maybe i can try and find an investor for it and you know yeah. ideally I'd be like, "Hey, i got this and i'll manage it if uh you know you can bring me in as a, a partner somehow yeah. that would be ideal yep
0: yeah. and you know if you get anything in my markets i i'm, I'm buying i'm I'm hungry yeah, <laughs> yeah got you. Uh, you got my list <laughs> oh awesome kenny um if you want to get a hold of you uh what's the best way to do so
1: uh, probably Facebook. I think my tag is uh, Kenny Clark RE, uh, Facebook slash Kenny Clark RE. Um, I've got a group too, North American real estate investors, that I try and post um, blogs pretty uh, weekly, I guess. I get writer's block, but I try. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty open on Facebook and I share my story with everyone. And I, I love talking about real estate. I, uh, I get excited, especially when it comes to finding out creative ways and you know cool strategies (laughs) which really bore all my friends and my girlfriend but
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're preaching there i know that i know who to talk real estate with and who not to (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. there's probably a lot of friends over
0: it but (laughs) (laughs) anyway thanks so much for coming on the show kenny i do appreciate
1: it yeah thanks for having me i appreciate it and really it was an honor to do this